Welcome to Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 LP FM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Today is Sunday, September 29th, and if it's not where you're listening, then you're listening to a rebroadcast of the show and should not be trying to call in. I'm Dr. Five, and as usual, we have Wombat on the phone with us today. Hello, Wombat. Oh, it's the Wombat. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Sounds good. And we have guest Fanny Anzai with us. Hello, Fanny. Hello. Good morning, boys. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Digital Free Thought Radio Hour is a call-in talk radio show about atheism, free thought, rational thought, humanism, and the sciences. And conversely, we'll also talk about religion, religious faiths, gods, holy books, and superstition. And if you get the feeling that you're the only non-believer in Knoxville, well, you're just not. There are several atheist, free-thinking, and rationalist groups that exist right here in Knoxville, and we'll be telling you how you can connect with them right after the mid-show breaks. Also, did you know that there was an atheist call-in television show broadcasting what? here in Knoxville? Yes. What? No way. And has, has been for nine years. You didn't know that, No, Wombat? I love that show. I love... You I, do? Yeah, I think it's the best... I mean, really, when I think about it, it's like the modern era of Three Stooges. There's a lot of stone uh, humor in it, but what? and I can tell you, okay. it's a great show. It's called Workaholics. It's really amazing, and I think everyone should watch Workaholics. it. Workaholics? Yeah, it's really No, great. no, no. Nope, again, you've got the wrong channel. It's on Comcast 12, I think, and it's called Free Thought Forum. So if you see a show called Free Thought Forum, you're on the right channel at 6.30 on Wednesday nights. Also, in spite of what Steve Martin would have you think, there are an awful lot of atheist songs out there, and you can be hearing some of them right here on this show and generally on the station as they are in rotation. What's today's topic there, Wombat? We got three things we're going to be talking about. Um, we had a really cool convention that happened in Kentucky. We have a new book that's coming out that I'd love Fanny to chime in on. I think she got the, the book, and she's really excited about it. Can't tell you how many cool. pictures I've seen of it. And then uh, we got some cool stories and stuff in the news. But basically, let's get together, let's recap, and, and catch up. Fanny, you just got picked up a new book. Isn't that right? I did, I did. I talked about last week, and uh, I have been working on it. Uh, yeah, preparing my interview for with Peter Bogosian. What? So what? What's the book? What's tell me about it? What's going on with that? Oh, yes. Um, it's overwhelming for me because I'm like, you know, I have like the old book. I have all the new interviews that I have watched, and like all the new stuff coming it's epistemology epistemology everybody talking about it and it's just like studying the method that you got in our conclusions everything pretty much every what we have talked but mm. being more moderate you know so i guess um we're going to be talking about this all the time forever i think but uh, it's just like a more moderate approach of Street epistemology. And what's the in book? general, you know, like he called himself like right in the beginning of the book. Uh, oh, I, I cannot swear. So yeah, he calls him like a swear word saying that he was not nice on, uh, on previous conversations. Mm -hmm. And he points like previous conversations as like, a, yeah, I know I was being, uh, not, not nice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what yeah, because you see yourself yeah, is so weird. Uh, Fanny, what's the name of the book? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you did not say, and I didn't mention it. Uh, it's How to Have Impossible Conversations, a oh. very uh, practical guide coming from Peter Bogosian and James Lindsay. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so have you gotten anything like really cool out of the book yet? How far have you gone into it? Oh, no, I'm still in like in the second chapter. I'm doing like a, a deep study and Ooh. at the same time I'm writing notes and, you know, wow. trying to do like sure. a little link with the old book and find out other curiosities that as a fan of him, I could have outside of the book or linking with the old book, you know, or with the actual conversations that have been so preeminent nowadays, you know, mm. climate change and uh -huh. other beliefs that have changed people's minds and 
and behavior so much and caused so much clash on nowadays conversations, sure. culture war or cancel culture. You know, yeah. Other, right. Yeah, other cultures like we we said, like uh, treatment of disease and mm. vaccinations and oh, yeah. you know other things. So we can put any topic on those discussions and. I think the hardest part is to be more moderate in your beliefs. Try to be more impartial on your own beliefs to be able to keep going on a conversation and, you know, explore better both beliefs without clashing into mm. like a fight. On right. I believe this and you believe that. And can we explore the facts around that? Can we explore the beliefs that people hold, like, you know, all the little fallacies and go through over, you know, like whatever you hold so hard as belief. And yeah, but so many times you can't even agree on what the facts are. Right. You get down with somebody and you try to bring up a fact and they say, oh, that's not real. Yeah. And there yeah. You are, you're stuck and the conversation goes nowhere else. So when you when you get stuck at this like wall where it's like I have facts, you have facts, I have facts, you have facts. What I'm really more interested in is like that method that they use to get the facts, because if that method's reliable, then I'll uh -huh. do whatever the end. But if my method yeah. isn't as reliable as theirs, then theirs in lies the problem. And I think that helped. And there's so little ego invested that people put into like the methodology that they use to get facts. So if like I have facts, you have facts. But if I got my facts from a fortune cookie <laughs> and you got yours from National <laughs> Geographic, then I'd be like, okay, <laughs> maybe, I should, yeah. maybe I should walk off yeah. my facts a little bit and see, hey, your method's obviously more, probably more thorough. And, yeah. like, and also out. work on your level of skepticism. There you go. Well. Exactly. I, I like the idea of being more moderate and partial. I tend to be really passionate about a lot of the stuff that I believe to be true. But I, I never want to be to the point where I close my mind off to the idea that I could be wrong or that I could learn more new things. So what I like is like the idea of always being open to a more nuanced perspective of the things that I mm -hmm. believe to be true. I think that's, that is a really helpful reminder. And also for people who may not necessarily have access to the book or might want a preview, I think Peter Bogosian is actually doing interviews in California with my friend Reed Nicewonder. Reed Nicewonder, who has a YouTube channel called Cordial Curiosity, we're actually going to go up to Nashville together for Politicon with Anthony Magnabosco and do conversations at that convention coming up in October. I'm looking forward to that. But um, Peter Bogosian's been um, teaming up with Reed Nicewonder's table and doing talks on the street. Let me tell you something. There's Everyone has a different style of doing SE and, 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 and fun people familiar with the show will know what that is. But like, it's funny seeing him do it because he's such, he's such like a New York, New Jersey type of guy. Like he's like, no nonsense, very brusque. He'll, he, he <laughs> he's like, why, what's going on over here? But you can tell he, he's really thoughtful and analytical about what he's doing. And I think it's just cool to see like the California style of Reed, the New Jersey style that peter presents like the kentucky uh -huh. style that i'm like throwing out where it's like everyone's life story just comes out every single time uh, uh yeah. it's just really cool to see how everyone does it differently and it's all really cool to know that there's multiple ways of doing this so yeah yeah and maybe we should take just a second to talk about sc a sec uh, oh, at sure. least define it define it all right uh, eric i mean larry you've been doing this for enough time you've actually yeah. been doing sc i think you went up to uh utk why don't you take the yeah the, well it's it's the street part means you're doing it on the street facing people that are strangers just walking by epistemology is a word for how we come to know things how we gain knowledge so you're talking to people about their methods of how they gain knowledge and whether they're reliable or not right and i think That's it's a really effective way to do it i just i just posted a video where i was on uk campus university of kentucky and I was uh -huh. talking to a guy who's absolutely sure that his God exists, 100%, openly closed-minded. I asked him if he's closed-minded. He says, yes, yes on God, 100%, even 101%, and did not care if his beliefs were true. And that conversation was called, um, you can't prove God's not isn't real, right? Uh -huh, and at right. the end of 20-minute conversation, we moved him from 100% confident to 75% confident. He cared if his beliefs were true. He cared about finding reliability to figure that out. He openly uh -huh. admitted that he could be wrong about his God belief and that maybe the best answer on whether or not that God exists is, I don't know. You can do yeah. that in 20 minutes. After a lifetime of indoctrination, a 20-minute chat can change a person like that mind. And I know. I know. It's a really powerful I was a, 
I was on UT the other day talking to various people, and this Christian sat down and he was talking to me, and I was, and he picked up a couple of the little flyers that I have, and I was talking to him about how important the truth is for him. I said, mm-hmm. how, if you found out that your, your religion or parts of your religion did not match reality or truth, would you abandon the truth or would you abandon the reality, the religion? He said, Oh, I'm all about the truth. You know, I would have to abandon that part of the religion. Okay. And then, and then we got onto faith and we talked about how all the other religions rely on faith to prove what they believe is true or to believe what they believe in that religion. And, but he, he's sitting there telling me what they believe is wrong. So I'm trying to tell him, you know, I, Faith is not a, a realistic or not a reliable path go. to truth. And he got agitated, mm-hmm. and then he got up, and he left the, the flyers on the table and oh. walked off. Yeah, but he still has the so, ideas in his head. <laughs> right. He, he, he can't leave those on the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and, and like I said, um, there's a lot of different ways you can do this. And so, yeah, what, I, I like your setup how, you know, um, I like how – um you, when you go up to University of Tennessee Kentucky do you have to like get permission to go up there or do you just find a, a good place to set up or Well uh, the very first the very first time that I went there I called their ticketing I mean their licensing office mm-hmm. you know they have licenses you got to have for certain things that you do Okay. And I, I, I said, if evangelicals or Christians or whatever preacher comes on on campus, because I consider atheism would be in that same vein. I would be talking to people about their beliefs, sure. even though it's not a religion. Exactly. I said, I said, uh, what kind of license or permit do I need to do this? She says, you don't need a permit. You just need to do it on Volunteer Boulevard. If you stay in Bolivar, Volunteer Boulevard, we won't say anything to you. This, I mean, that's where we allow this stuff. Okay. I said, fine. So I went and set up a table on September 4th, and I've been doing it there every weekday since. Wow. And it's been very pretty weather. What? Yeah. Uh, so no, I haven't had a single day of rain or anything. So that's that's. A I was able to do it story. continuously. Yeah. Yeah. We're missing rain over here. Everything's like drying yeah. up really bad. Uh, right. We're here too. When I ever go, whenever I go on campus, and I'm trying to coordinate with the school that I'm at, with that's nearby right now, um, uh-huh. I always either have like a contact available or someone that can at least help me like set up with the security ahead of time. I I know a guy named Anthony Magnabosco who's done oh so many talks on campus, but he's, you know, pioneered and, and seen a lot of like the trouble that goes when you don't clear it ahead of time. Like students who are oh, yeah. Christian organizations saying like, this guy's harassing students. And next thing you know, the security gets involved and then he has to like become a student. <laughs> Again, well, I need stuff yeah. crazy. But if you just set up a table and wait for people to walk over, mm-hmm. you are not harassing anybody. Oh man! If not, you're just standing not like up, a preacher. Yeah, yeah. If you're literally just standing with a clipboard and they're like, "You have to get off your hats." Like I'm, I'm a student and I'm literally just talking to people who are yeah. passing by me. That's is that a problem? It's like, uh, yeah. Uh, well, if you're if you're waylaying them, I can see where it might oh, be considered definitely. a problem. Yeah, but I'm if you're just holding sitting at a desk going to hell. I'm sitting at a table with a sign on it saying, come talk to me if you want to. Yeah, exactly. And people go by all day long without me bothering them. Ooh, man, we could talk so. about how to set up a table all day long. I can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've, been th- I've been playing with the idea of recording the conversation. Oh, you haven't, haven't got... been? Come on. You got to no, do that. You got to no, do that. I haven't done that. Okay, okay. That's the next step. If you need cameras or stuff like that, let me know. We can help set you up. Okay. Um, all right. Hey, so we had a convention in Nash. Wait, where were we? Lexington. Uh man, that was a long drive for me. I know it was a long drive for you too. But um Fanny, you yeah. might you might be loving this. There was a uh atheist convention in Lexington, Kentucky. And that's like a pretty big city. Um it's yeah. it's 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 really, really fun to know that like in the deep south or even like just above the deep south, you can find uh-huh. a bunch of people who are really like minded who who are like, in my opinion, like the true foxhole atheists, like the ones who don't care if they know, but also have that Southern hospitality along with it where they're like really nice and engaging, but also like completely godless heathens. It's great. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, uh, uh, have the opportunity to meet Larry over there and, um, we had a good chat and, uh, I set up my table and I did talks with people all day until I had my talk that day. And then I got to meet Tracy Harris from the atheist experience. That was cool. I got to meet Heath, from citation, right. 
Yeah, and yeah. like I think I think the talk was well received. I think just the whole event was so well run. Yeah, like, they had 240 attendees. That yeah, was great. Yeah, and not a single minute lost in anything. Like everything was just perfectly on time. The um the the establishment was clean. No issues. Mm-hmm. Security. We got shirts. We had posters. It was just fun. It was just fun. What was your impressions? How'd you what'd you do during the convention? Me. Yeah. Oh, I attended most everything. What's funny is that the only other convention I went to of this type uh, broke down into uh, different work groups. You were there. Yeah. Uh, you had a group work Nanocom. group of your own. Yep. So you had to decide which ones that you wanted to go to, if they overlapped others or if they conflicted with others. Right. Uh, you know, you had to give up one to go to another one. Right. But this one was well done, and it was all in one one main chamber. Hmm. People got on stage, did their talks. Their time was up. They'd get off. We'd take a break. The next one would come on. Yep. So uh, we got to see everything that was offered all in one place. It was great. It was really, really nice. I mean, uh-huh. you got to keep your seat warm and everything. Like, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I'll also tell you this. Um, uh, we ha- so here. Here's my one little weird thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I choose my words carefully. Not everyone in that that convention was an atheist. We had people who were religious there, and I was surprised to know that there were like religious groups there as well. Um, some of them came to my table. They had different they had different agendas that they were like promoting. It wasn't necessarily like religion, but it was just like you know yeah. um, mm-hmm. gay rights or like transgender rights and stuff like that. And when I had the opportunity to speak with a couple of them, they were like, "Well, you know, what do you do?" I asked them like, "What do you do if you're like transgender and an atheist?" You know, like um, work or a Christian? A- you mean? No, no, no. Like they were talking about like, well, I'm a Christian, but I'm here just to show like my my thing, which is, you know, like it's yeah. it's okay to be, you know, like trans and gay. And it's like, yeah, I agree with that too. I, I have no like religious compulsion to be against that. Huh. But okay. what do you do if you're transgender and an atheist? Is there like a community for those? Like, no, there's nothing for you guys. There's nothing for those kinds of people. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what More power you? to you. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, like this group is all about like showing support for you. Like, where's isn't that reciprocated in any sense? It's like no, because like we're all about like trying to convince people that we're not going to hell or stuff like that because just because hell gay. doesn't exist. But by the way, if you're an atheist, you're probably going to hell. And I'm like, that seems like <laughs> seems like, come on, guys, what what's going on here? So um, I was a little startled by that. I had a conversation with someone who you know um, believed in a god. But also believe that, you know, there wasn't really a place for if you were transgender and an atheist, like there's just, you're you're better off just going to like, you know, groups where, you know, everyone is like cis and an atheist. But because there's going to be no group for you that's for both those things at the same time. I'm just like, well, that seems like it seems like a group that you could be easily left out in or feel even more marginalized. And especially if you're black, like if you're like black, trans and an atheist, like. What do you do? Like, like, could you, uh, can't you yeah. see like there's there is a need for like a group to be like entirely inclusive of like who you are? And I think like atheists could be like really really open to that, but that wasn't the opinion that was shared. I was just really surprised to run into that there. But yeah. other than that, I think it was a really good convention. Yeah, yeah. And when you talk about uh, people coming to your table, you're not talking about a display table where you're selling books or anything like that. <laughs> you're talking about a conversation table, an yeah. SE table. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so you were able to get into good conversations with anybody who wandered up and sat down. Exactly. I mean, the sign says, let's chat about whatever you want. And we had some really wild ones. Alita was there. I was super happy to see her, too. Alita was a leader of Rationalists of East Tennessee. Um, And the Freedom from Religion Foundation. Oh, my uh, gosh. Get out of here. She's an awesome Mm -hmm. lady. And yep. uh, she she was a place where I did my first SE talk. She, like she she ran that event, and um, it was just cool to finally get a chance to talk with her, um, talk to Carl, her husband, and then a bunch of other people. Uh, and and like I said, there was most of the people there were out and about atheists, but you did have your you know, um, well, I'm really an agnostic, those kinds of types too. And you you talk with them for a little bit, and then you realize it's it's basically atheism without the label, and. Um, I'm never in the position of where I would want to force a label on somebody, but it's always uh-huh. an interesting conversation to find out what they mean by atheist or what they mean by agnostic right. and how it applies to my understanding of it. And we can see if they're compatible or not, if, if anything. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so many great talks. I was really happy. Yeah. 
Danny, you got anything? Was there, was, was there where you, you saw Anthony Magnabosco and you had conversation with him? Uh, no. Anthony Magnabosco will be at the event in October. I had saw Tracy Harris and I got to talk with her. I met her first in the elevator back up to my room. And I was like, oh, Tracy Harris is in the elevator with me. She has no idea who I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, hey, Tracy, I really appreciate your show. Blah, blah, blah. Like, that was really, I mean, uh, and I think you're a cool person. And, we, and she was like, oh, thank you very much. I read um, your biography in like the flyer. And I was like, oh, cool. I didn't know they, they had that. And we went up to our rooms. And then afterwards, um, I was doing my, my chats. But then afterwards, when I, after I gave my talk, or like before I gave my talk, we were on the panel and we we're sitting next to each other and we were talking. And it was cool. Just a really, really nice lady. And then um, after I gave my talk, she was like, that was cool. <laughs> she friended me on Facebook. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. You're meaning. Yeah. I I love I love their show. It's really good. It's just, I always feel like I need to call just to say like, thank you. I love your show. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, yeah. I think it's good to tell people that are listening. Yeah. Uh, but I, Imagine that everybody already knows the show, The Atheist Experience. Right. It's enlightening sometimes, you know, like they bring nice people to interview, to talk right. to the uh-huh. guests, to the people, podcast. And, and yeah, I, I actually go after some of their material outside. I love Matt Dillahunty. He does great videos on talk on epistemology and, right. and people's beliefs in general. All the little fallacies that religious people have. He has like some videos recorded talking about those fallacies. It's, it's very, uh, uh, teaching for, for new atheists that are getting into discussions that are trying to, to, you know, to, to display a little bit of street epistemology in their normal conversations every day. Mm. Yep. One thing we should probably do is mention their website. It's atheist hyphen experience.com nice. or is it org? I think it could yeah, be org. But uh, not only that, they have all of their shows, well, most of them from the last 20 years archived on their site. Yeah. And there's the, you can actually search by subject if you want to see what he says on a certain subject. So it's, it's an incredible resource for people who are just now uh, exploring atheism and non-belief. You know, it'd be great if Knoxville had a, like a call-in radio show too that people could like either call in or watch on youtube somehow i think that yeah. we should think yeah. about that yeah lines are open no they're not <laughs> <laughs> well we did that we uh-huh. did that on this show for a couple of years and we're surprised that nobody was listening apparently it's it's a low-powered uh, radio station that's mm-hmm. broadcasting this wzo lp fm low power so it only broadcasts with about 100 watts and the people downtown really, you know, uh, aren't calling in. So we switched recording to Sunday and we just uh, do our recordings on Sunday morning and post it on Wednesday. So if you're listening on Wednesday, you can't call in. Yeah, but not only but, that, but we get to see the viewer counts too. And it's like mad. We're getting like, yeah. you know, like a couple hundreds, like actually yeah. like 500s or 600s average per show. That's like, hey, there's yeah. more than just us talking. That's kind of cool. Right. And it's been building Great. steadily. I'm happy with it. And they stay uh-huh. in the air. Not literally the physical air, like in meat space, but like on the internet in perpetuity. So, you know, right. feel free to watch right. any of the episodes you want for free here on yeah. uh, your favorite podcast listener or my YouTube channel. Um, yeah, there's plenty of different ways to get to it. Digital Free Thought yeah. Radio Hour. Yeah, it's also available on iTunes and Stitcher. Yep. Yeah. We're yeah. making it access happen. Uh-huh. And, and all of the episodes, too, not just like what we're doing right now. And I think we've got right. over 150. Nearly 150. That's a long time, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, three years at hey, least. How about that? That's let's let's take a. That's a pretty good place to take a break on the show, and then when we come mm-hmm. back, we'll uh, talk about um, some new stuff, and then whatever's on our mind. You're listening to Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. This is 103.9 Wozo Radio Low Power FM. See you guys next time. After the break, you're right. listening to the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on Wozo 103.9 LPFM in Knoxville, Tennessee. Feel free to join in on the conversation at 865 333 5937. That's 865 333 5937. And now, back to the show. 
Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. Simply the best. Hello and welcome back. I'm Dr. Five and this is the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WZO Radio 103.9 LPFM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Today is Sunday, September 29th, and if it's not, then you're listening to a rebroadcast of the show or you should not be calling in. Now, let's talk about the free thought groups that you can join right here in Knoxville. First, there's the Atheist Society of Knoxville, founded in 2002. We're in our 16th year, actually 17th year now, I guess. ASK has nearly a thousand members, 973 as of this morning. And you can find us on KnoxvilleAtheist.org, or you can go to meetup.com and search for Knoxville Atheist, or Google Knoxville Atheist. It's just that simple. Also, you can join ASK in person at our weekly meetup, which happens every Tuesday evening at Barley's Taproom and Pizzeria in Knoxville's Old City, where we get together for food, drink, and conversation. Everyone is welcome. That is, as long as you don't come to preach, proselytize, provoke, or punch. Thank you, Atheist Experience. By the way, if you don't live in Knoxville, you should still go to Meetup and search for an Atheist group in your town. If you don't find one, start one. Another large free-thinking group here in Knoxville are the Rationalists of East Tennessee, or R.E.T. They've been around for more than 20 years and have bi-weekly presentations and discussions at the Pellissippi State Campus near Hardin Valley Road. They meet the first and third Sunday in Goins Administration Building Cafeteria Annex. And if that's not too much to remember, just go to rationalist.org and click on Upcoming Events. There's also the Sunday Assembly, which started in England just a few years ago and has spread around the world. It is a no-God church for those who no longer believe in gods, but still like the fellowship of a church-type gathering. They only meet once a month, however, in Knoxville, and that's on the fourth Sunday in the old uh, World's Fairgrounds in the International Building. Then there's the Secular Student Alliance, which has programs that give camaraderie and community to any free-thinking high school or college student who would like to be involved in the free thought movement, or would just like to find other free-thinkers to hang with. Everybody needs like-minded friends, and atheists are no different. Earlier in the show, we said we'd talk about Knoxville's Atheist Call-In Television Show. Well, it's called Free Thought Forum, and you can see it most every Wednesday between 6.30 and 7.30 on Comcast Channel 12 or Charter Channel 192. Or you can watch it streaming online at ctvnox.org. You can also find an archive of some of the shows on YouTube where a fan has been posting them. Just go to YouTube and search for three words, Free Thought Forum Knoxville. Also, if you're interested in getting involved with the radio show or this TV, I'm sorry, this radio show or the TV show, just come to an Ask Meetup or RET meeting and talk to us about it. You could be our next co-host or guest. And back to uh, our show, we have Wombat and a guest, uh, Fanny. And we're going to be uh, continuing the conversation at this point. So i like to bring up, uh, we have a place that you can send us contacts at or failures. Um, we have a Reddit page at r slash street epistemology. Feel free to post questions there, and we'll be able to answer them on the show. we got a couple of good ones, along with a news story article that we'll talk about. Um, the, one of the questions that was for, I, I'll, I'll present for both of you guys, is where are you on atheism on a 0 to 100 scale? Um I've been thinking the questions basically. I've been thinking about using SC and Socratic questioning on my own beliefs. Um, I'm an atheist, and I know that you guys use the confidence scale to go from zero to one hundred on you know religious beliefs. Where are you on that for atheism on a scale from zero to one hundred? And Who, me? yeah, and I typically the way how I think about it is just so I I, I like to, he didn't define what zero and a hundred means, so I'll, I'll I'll at least just throw out like zero a hundred percent. I know this help me out. 100% you are absolutely confident. <laughs> so I don't I think the impression is how confident are you that a god exists and it might be a misinterpretation of what atheism is cuz I I think I I think I am 100% confident that I don't believe in a god but that doesn't right. mean that I know that there's no god. Well, you're talking agnosticism versus atheism. Yeah. That's where you're getting confused. Yeah, I think that's where the the confidence scale is getting a little bit mixed up here. But yeah. but uh if generally um, Fanny, 
Larry, um, how confident are you that you don't believe in a God, and how, and then also how confident are you that there is no God? Well, considering I am the world's expert on what I believe, <laughs> I feel pretty confident. Aren't you married? Are you saying, sure about that? I'm absolutely sure, and uh, I'm pretty confident uh, that Larry does not believe 100% in God's. Now, how confident is he that there are no gods? In other words, a knowledge claim. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm 90%. You know, I don't know that there's not a god in the third universe over in the multiverse. Who, uh, knows? who knows? We don't know. And if there might even be a god that started the universe and just went away or died. Who knows? We don't know. But so I'll say 90% confident. I'm willing to move that, uh, that needle if I'm, if I get some evidence. But as far as belief, I don't believe, so that's 100%. Okay. Uh, you would be the authority on that. Fanny, what do you think? How confident are you no, that you don't believe in a God? I think, <laughs> I think the number is difficult to set, mm. but I would say like I would be pretty close off Larry because I think what he put is pretty clear. I, I believe the same. I, my beliefs are like I'm not a hundred percent sure of beliefs because I know like faith, you know, it's just like the way that we see life. We don't use faith, faith to get into conclusions. Mm. But, uh, in the other side, I would be more like it, it, my, my sense did not make me yet be sure that, that there is a God. I have been into situations in life that I have believed in supernatural. Power being that not necessarily made me be sure of which one of them was the truth. So, oh, like, even when true. I was a believer, yeah, like, you know, that, so, like, about? yeah, yeah, you know, so when I was a believer, I would face the world of like my, um, my methods of getting into the conclusion that there was something supernatural hmm. was not good enough to make me see which God is the truth one. So I was always like not a very confident believer when I was a believer. And nowadays I would say like I'm not that confident that there is no God and I'm totally open for evidence whenever they show up. Right. To drive me to believe to one, but for what we see happening in the world, so many people claiming they have the right God, the truth God, the true God, and they do not have evidence. I would say I'm pretty confident, high, high, highly confident that uh, there is no God. So yeah, I, I would throw up like close to 90%, maybe not 90%, maybe a little bit less, but it's really, strong because i think that if there was a true god mm. if one of them or both or all of them or some of them were true by this time we would have some evidence you know like someone would like hey guys you're fighting because of me and i'm not all this name <laughs> i'm like i'm this one should have not just came around and pointed out like hey i'm the one that i'm the real one yeah. you know that is the super natural being super powerful being that is kind of like protecting us so right. why would the god would let us fight because of a name mm -hmm. even if like there is only one is being miscalled by everybody mm. you know so he had to come and just try to calm people down and say like hey i'm the real one stop fighting for yeah, that like a clear consistent <laughs> message not just one person in the middle of the desert in mesopotamia era <laughs> Or a book, or many like... people yelling that they have like a straight communication with God's mind, but nobody got this message right. yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. you go. Um, now, that's, a good, that's a good point. You were, you were, we were talking a little bit about. Uh, <coughs> I'm the world's most foremost uh, expert on what Larry believes, <laughs> but I, the reason I brought it back up and wanted to talk about it a second is uh, I had a guy come to my table this this week. Um, in my conversation table about ask an atheist and uh in the conversation he says well you guys actually believe in god you're just in denial <laughs> so i mean there's a guy who says he knows what i believe right and he's flat wrong right but he you know there are people out there that claim knowledge of your beliefs you know they don't mm -hmm. have any and 
and I've never had the opportunity to face that, but I would love to, only in the event yep. that I can't apply SE to a conversation <laughs> to someone who's yep. not willing to have a conversation with me, particularly yep. someone who assumes to know what I should know better than, you know, any way they're using to know what I know. Like, I have the benefit of being myself, therefore I should know what I think as myself. And for someone to say, no, you don't believe that, you actually believe right. this, is like, yeah. are you a fortune teller? Are you Miss Cleo right now? Because well, literally, what yeah. are you doing right now? Is this? Well, he's this... calling you a liar. Yeah, that's basically, what, yeah. That's what got yeah. me. I said, you're basically saying that all of us atheists are liars. And he says, yeah. And I said, we don't <laughs> talk anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that was it. Yeah. It was over. Yeah, like you can't, like some people just can't have a conversation with, if they refuse to have a conversation with you, like you just can't do Exactly. That. I think it's a little bit what you said before. People will try to like dismiss what we say, like sometimes, mm. not not necessarily like factual, if you're not talking about religion uh, issues, but uh, in general, sometimes you bring like a conversation, like like you said, fact, or you bring a study, and mm. they're like, oh, but this is, I, I will dismiss this because it's not good enough for me. Right. Or it, it, it's not according to what I believe. You know, so I think that is, it's common, is very imminent mm. in all the conversation nowadays. It's like a way of closing the door. You know, sometimes I think it's just a, a technique of stopping the conversation yeah, sometimes. Absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's not it's going the way that I would like. I'm going to say I'm not, I'm, I'm not accepting your argument because we know that is the, the ending point for a conversation. Uh -huh. When you yeah. cannot get a, in a common ground, you cannot just keep going. And in right. the same way, I think the, the book, hmm. like how to have impossible conversations, bring this in the first chapter hmm. on talking about what is to have an impossible conversation. Right. Impossible conversations is not harassing people to have conversations that they are not willing to have. Yeah. <laughs> or conversations right. that are not going forward because we both do not get in a common ground. And that is what we need to try to find. Yeah. Step, you know, uh, give I... a step back, try to find that common ground. Right. And I see that so often in, in Christian circles. I mean, the very act of preaching to a, a, a crowd that cannot question is, is a conversation star, stopper. But when you, even when the preacher gets one-on-one -on -one with one of their uh, constituents or what do you call them? Pod, pew, pew sitters, I'll put them called that, that way. Um, you know, they, the pew sitters, people who sit in pew. Congregation? Congregation, thank you. <laughs> I couldn't come up with the word. But no, I was talking about conversation stoppers. You know, they might come to the preacher and say, I need to talk to you. And they'll go into their, their office and they say, I have problems with this particular concept or this. And the, the uh, preacher will just say, well, you just need to have faith. Yeah, pray on it. And in that, in that situation, he's basically saying, that's the end of the conversation. Mm. You have to pretend to believe yeah. what you don't believe until you do it so many times that you do believe it. Eventually. Yeah. But, and ask no more questions. Just pretend to believe it. Yeah. And that's, that's a conversation stopper right there. Mm. Definitely. It's powerful. Thing. Yeah. No, I have encountered this type of situations and the conversations on my YouTube channel because I have, I told you guys, I have approached the NoFap movement and talked about science scientific studies on the area and all, you know, trying to make, like, collect as much studies around this subject on fat, on masturbation and, and, and the testosterone levels. Hmm. And I have gone through a lot of studies. People keep sending me studies. I read them. I kind of like dismiss some because the methodology is wrong, but I still collect them as like data. And then I shared a bunch of studies that I read and I thought they were relevant in this, in this subject and the topic, not necessarily like only testosterone, but the levels of testosterone in women to show that the intersectionality in this conversation is not right as is not right in any topic, I believe. But uh, anyways, so I shared a bunch of, of studies on my videos, like in the description, in the description of the, the video. And I have people coming on my, my videos and commenting that, oh, I don't accept that study. Uh, that study is broken, you know, or that study is not good for me. I would not give it to my mom, something like that as a medicine. And it's like, but the studies are not that. No, no, you cannot just like, I dismiss and not dismiss because I don't like the result. What we are going here to dismiss something is the method, methodology, not the, the conclusion. 
But unhappily, people use that as like, oh, I'm not going to accept because it doesn't get the result that I want. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can see a lot of people you know? saying like, hey, I don't accept your argument and then try to move on to have whatever they about the, on. But, Yeah. For example, I have, I've heard about, uh, for example, uh, another hot topic, but it'll hot potato topic. Uh, it's the Trump acceptance in the United States is really high, apparently higher than than Con- Obama. Nobody talks. Contracepti- Sorry? Contraception? No, what? acception or like a acceptance? acceptance? Oh, acceptance. Okay. Of what? Yeah. Uh, in politics, like a, apparently there were studies, it's not studies, like a, uh, what are the polls? Acceptance of like a particular policy, a person, a, a, a sexual identity? In general? In general? No, in general. Of the, yeah. of the politician? Acceptance of that politician? Like the approval rating? <clears throat> yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Have been higher than Obama and nobody talks about this because it's not what they, the media or the narrative is set to. Hmm. Okay. Have you guys heard about anything like that, or I know, like no, I, I, know Pew, I know Pew calls people on phones and asks what their opinions are, and I always wonder, like, on on landline phones, who are you going to ultimately get? Right. Yeah, <laughs> older people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, there a lot of their trends have not been particularly accurate. I mean, Pew has been the ones to say like Hillary's going to win. Has been the ones to say we're definitely yeah. not going to war after nine eleven. Yeah. Pew says they that's not going to happen. Yeah, they should <laughs> switch over and call people on their PlayStation. Yeah, see, see <laughs> yeah, just join a Fortnite server and ask, hey, what's yeah. your guys' opinion of that? Uh-huh. I bet you'll get a different, completely right. different response. Uh, yep. I would want. I do oh, want to say that. Just in, in fact, it's good. Oh, sorry. I just want to point this out. Um, I think when it comes to like theists coming to us and saying like, hey, well, I don't accept your argument. I'm just going to keep believing what I'm believing. Um, the idea yeah. is there, the, we don't have an argument that we're purporting as an atheist. And I think it's really, really valuable that we don't forget that because the atheist position, the agnostic atheist position right. of, I don't know if a God exists and I don't believe it because I'm not convinced yet is the right. default position to enter that kind of conversation, which is one of the best places to start yeah. learning. Yeah, we're not we're not making any claims. Exactly. The only, the only claim we're making is about our, our belief, our no, status. Which is really just, status. you guys have not presented enough evidence to make me be right. convinced that you're right. <laughs> right. Keep yeah. trying. If I'm not yeah. convinced, you're not doing a good enough job of, doing, right. of convincing me. I'm not yeah. presenting an argument saying you're wrong. I'm saying you're not doing a good enough job of convincing me. And if your goal yeah, is to convince me, you're not doing it yet. Right. Keep working now, on to it. Be, to be yeah, fair. The burden of proof. Yeah. The, there are atheists who say that I can prove a particular God doesn't exist because of the uh, contradictions in the description sure. of that God. Sure, sure, now, sure. But no, but no atheist is claiming that there are no gods. Right. That's not a claim that we make. Right. It's a Gnostic claim. Yeah. So that's atheism mm-hmm. plus something right. else. But it's right. not the agnostic atheist position. I would say, though, right. like, yeah, if there was like a God that was in itself a contradiction, I'm like, or a God that's like mm-hmm. so something that I'm not even considering as an option yet. Like, you have to first validate that this is an actual option to consider. It's like, OK, now that we've demonstrated that this God is actually feasible now we'll see if this God is actually saying, hey, it can Real. exist or not exist. But uh-huh. until we get that first level done, yeah, I'm already very, very not confident in that, in this particular God. I can even be like close to zero on like some yeah. proposed gods that are in themselves contradictions. Like, right. And, and we have a lot of them to go through. But, uh, just, yeah. just making the point, like we go into arguments sometimes trying to like, make a make a point or to argue for something or to stand by like a position when really our position is the default we shouldn't really have to do anything it should just be entirely the theist job so when they say we don't accept your arguments like i'm not arguing anything it's you that's coming to the table with the idea of a claim right. what's your right. evidence yeah. because otherwise the default is i don't believe that <laughs> right exactly yeah and I, and I actually think it's more open-minded to not believe in anything and be open for any evidence of any God that comes to show up to be true, then you're very certain of your God 
and another God comes to be true that is not yours, and you are you open to deny your own God and believe in no God? You know, like so because what you see from the religious people is like sometimes they are not even open to discuss their gods with the other guy right. gods across the street. Yeah. Right. Okay, he's not willing to even meet the other god that it could be true or well, not a, more not true a god, than this. <laughs> you know? I mean, it could but be the de- it could be the devil. Uh, you know, it could be an angel, yeah, it could yeah. be uh, demons, so, it could be anything. <laughs> you know, the, the the supernatural powers. You know, and there in their stories, there are many different types of of uh, beings that have supernatural powers. And for instance, like Abraham, when when God quote spoke to him i assume he just heard a voice yeah. uh, and told him to kill his son why didn't he just say no god is good he would never tell me to, to kill my son I'm, you're not god you know that type of thing but why would he assume that god would tell him to kill his son <laughs> when it could have been the devil could have been a demon could yeah. have been pixies who, you like, know. If we and that- i think what Oh, sorry. If we took that book absolutely literally true, then we really wouldn't know when it's the devil talking to us or when it's the God talking uh-huh. to us in any case. Right. Yes. Which is the same. Or another God. Which a different the, God. Yeah. It's the same issue that we had with, um, so I have a, a sister that's Muslim and she, she was telling me that there's these concepts called jinns, which are like demons. And, and the demons have the ability of, um, tricking people and making them be doing things that are wayward against the teaching of Muhammad right. or God. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, if there's these characters that you believe exist, how do you know, what's the method that you're using to know when you're, God's telling you something or when Muhammad's tell, describing something versus when you're being tricked by a jinn? And there was no method for that. It's just, right. well, there's just these characters that can trick you. Same thing with Satan. It seems like, how do you know if, if, if your Bible does have demons in it that trick human beings and if human beings are fallible, how can you be 100% confident about anything in the Bible? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and another argument that they bring to me uh, so many times on the internet is says, uh, yeah, but look, when you when you're talking about reality, you're talking about science, you're talking about senses. You know, you we really can't trust our senses. You know, if you go out into the world, you you don't really know if you're hallucinating something or if something is real or not. And so many times, you know, they never think that. Okay, well, if that's the case, how can we even be sure that your holy book exists mm. or says what it says? You know, if you can't trust your senses, what is there to trust? I mean, we don't have another option. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I like how you put that. Hey, we're yeah. getting close to the end of the show. Let's do some final rounds. I'll just say for my final round, hey, I had a really fun time at the Kentucky Free Thought Convention. Yeah. Ed Hainsley yeah, and, and, and everyone who worked with them, thank you so much for running such an immaculately run event. I had a really fun time. Thank you. It was really well done. Mm. Fanny? Yeah, I actually have to tell you guys that finally I took your advice and I went after the community around here. I have not attended any meeting yet, but I did contact the Humanist Association in British Columbia and found out that there are many different groups. And I'm contacting people from Sunshine Coast where I'm going to visit a new friend from my PlayStation 4. I play (laughs) Apex and I make a lot of online friends, religious people too. And in fact, the one that I made and I'm going to go visit, he's religious and he wants to prove me some religious points. We're going to have like probably amazing conversations. And on top of that, whenever I go visit him, I'm going to go do it in a weekend where I can attend to this uh, Sunshine Coast uh, meeting group on Sundays. I believe it's on the second Sunday of the month. And they have meetings with the subjects and topics already set. So for October, I believe they're going to be talking about uh, climate change. That has been a hot topic around here. And... Uh, and um, yeah, and I'm very excited. And thank you very much. I'm I finally got it. <laughs> very good. Yep. Record the conversation yeah, for sure. I will. <laughs> cool. If you can, if he's open to it, if he's open to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I need to ask him. It's okay. Larry, what do you got? <laughs> uh, well, it's one of the things that I've been thinking about this week is that uh, the fact that a human being has to tell you about the existence of God proves that there is no God. Because, I mean, there's, if you talk to a a hundred people from around the world, they're going to tell you about a different God. They have no actual consensus on it. Even in a particular church, if you queried 
10 people in the church, they would describe God as differently mm -hmm. uh, than everybody else. Other than that, hey, there's before you, uh, no before, evidence. Before, yeah. you, before you close that, you know you can't uh -huh. end on that. I got umbrage with this. It only proves that the God's really, really terrible at communicating. Probably needs a more. Oh, yeah. Why would he like use that. the book in a dead language <laughs> <laughs> that can be interpreted yeah. any way the user wants like, to interpret that's it? That's just a really, really poorly uncoordinated yeah. God with right. a, with right. a, who needs some help. With I, like, I like your point. I always talked about this with people that strongly believe in aliens. Hmm. You know, I have a few friends that strongly believe aliens are around and like there are green men that uh, walk around and are yeah. watching us. Yeah. And they don't want to be seen or found. And my point was like this. The same way of some religious people saying that God has his mysterious ways to keep himself, uh, to keep the evidences away from us because he wants us to believe by faith, mm -hmm. you know, because that is the, Cern, the core, uh, yeah, the cern of the, to be, to, the, the face. But my point for these people, for, for the, the running away gods or aliens or whatever supernatural being that are hiding from us is like, why do you want to believe so much in something that even if, <laughs> if it exists, doesn't want to be found? Yeah. Right. He's playing hide and seek. Right. You know, the alien doesn't want to be found. God doesn't want to be found. The fairies and the gnomes don't want to be found. And you really just want to believe them so hard that you see them where they do not even exist. Right. <laughs> I want to give yeah. every church a trophy and they'll be like, what's this for? It's the hide and seek championship of the world. It's for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Larry. What's funny, is, what's funny is in the Bible, he wasn't playing hide and seek. He appeared to so many different people. And even Jesus was proving that he was God with the miracles he did and he always did them in front of crowds and mm. stuff and he wasn't hiding in the Bible but he's hiding now for to test our faith uh uh anyway this is the end of our show thanks you everybody you guys know Mr. Mr. Daddy sure. sorry have you guys heard of it it's called Mr. Daddy it's on YouTube Oh, deity, Mr. Deity. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Deity. It's very, yeah. very funny. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. He that's has great videos. Uh, yeah, I love stuff. his shows on like Jesus, his Jesus one encounter. Uh -huh. They're really good. Yep. Cool. <clears throat> okay. Well, we got to close out now. We're in the time. Yeah, thank you. But remember, everybody's going to somebody else's hell. Don't sweat it. The time to worry about is when they prove that heavens and hells and souls are real. Until then, <laughs> have a good life. <laughs> See you next week. See you next week, guys. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Game over. You've been listening to Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. Simply the best. Thank you for having me. WOZOLP 103.9 FM, Knoxville.